Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the place show yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City. Sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Thursday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS is the number to jump on in. 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram where I'm straight flexing or via the good old cesspool of Twitter at Zach Gelb. That's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Got Moist Mike, Stuart Kovacs rocking and rolling with me all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Joining us at an hour from now at the top of the hour, Danny Cannell. And then at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, a man that will be coaching in the college football playoff up against Texas. The head coach of the Pac-12 champion, Washington Huskies, Kalen DeBoer, will stop by. But I got to start the show with Tua Tungavailoa. So we've seen before in sports, especially in football, which we all know the quarterback is the most important position, not only in the NFL, but in all of sports. Quarterbacks get paid and get these lucrative deals when they're good, and the money suggests that they're going to be great. Like you've seen it with Dak Prescott. The Dallas Cowboys, it would be very tough for them to move on from Dak Prescott But when Dak Prescott makes 40-something million dollars a year, I don't think anyone expects Dak Prescott to be this elite, great quarterback. And really, for Dak, the big win was this year when there was a three- or four-week stretch where a lot of people were starting to say, oh, maybe Dak's going to be the MVP. Oh, this is going to be Dak Prescott's year. And then you get humbled, and you get a reminder of who Dak Prescott is last weekend up against the Buffalo Bills where when it's starting to trend that he's on the verge of having a great season and he's on the verge of being a top-five quarterback and an elite quarterback in this league and someone that you think, oh, you could go win a Super Bowl with, it crashes and it burns in a bad way, and it happens very quickly with what you saw up against Buffalo where the team only put up 10 points and they looked like they didn't even belong up against a team that's had their own problems in their own right in the Buffalo Bills. So there are quarterbacks now that get paid more than they should. But let me be clear when I say that, I'm not telling you that they don't deserve the money because you get what someone is willing to pay you. 
whether you think that person is worth the money or not is a different conversation. But the biggest dilemma and the biggest problem right now with the quarterback position is we pay the good or very good quarterbacks elite money. And when you get paid elite money, fans should have elite expectations. And there are going to be more and more quarterbacks that are good or above average and that are deserving of a big pay raise and a big contract where after you pay it, you're going to look back in a few years and go, hmm, was it really worth it? But you could only go with what the market is, and it seems as if every quarterback that gets a deal, it resets the market. Like, look at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has potential to be a star in this league. But right now, Kyler Murray is just a good quarterback and someone that was coming off an injury, but he had really, I thought, no leverage. And then the organization at the time extended Cliff Kingsbury, extended Steve Kime. And then if you were going to extend the guy that drafted and the guy that coached Kyler Murray, how wouldn't you give Kyler Murray a new deal? So Kyler Murray, even though he probably, when you look at the way that he plays, isn't a 40-something million dollar quarterback, He got that big-time money. And once one domino falls for just a good player, all the other good players are going to say, well, I'm going to talk myself into that, and I'm going to get that deal. And if you don't want to pay me and you want to go down this franchise tag road of two years, all right, I'm going to get a crazy salary for two seasons, and then somebody else will want my services. Because that's the biggest problem When it comes to paying these quarterbacks, you may know giving someone $40, $42 million a year that they're probably never going to live up to those expectations. But what are you going to do? And I know that it didn't come down to necessarily only money with the Patriots, but like I know that's the extreme with Tom Brady leaving New England. It's not easy to find that replacement. Drew Brees retiring, moving on from the Saints. It's not easy to find that replacement. And that's to the extreme. Like, those are two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever lace them up. And look how conflicting of emotions there are when we talk about good quarterbacks. Because I don't think anyone believes Dak Prescott's winning a Super Bowl in Dallas. I don't think anyone believes Tua Tungavailoa is winning a Super Bowl with the Miami Dolphins. No one believes that Justin Herbert, who's a really damn good quarterback, is winning a Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Chargers. Like, Kyler Murray, is anyone making a prediction he's going to go on to win a Super Bowl with the Cardinals? And three out of those four quarterbacks that I just mentioned already got the lucrative extensions. Like, guys, of course, like Mahomes and Burrow and Josh Allen, they're worth every penny that you pay them. And there's a reason why those guys got taken care of with really without a hiccup. But for everybody else, it's a tough discussion. And it's a tough decision. Now, I think Jalen Hurts is worth the money. But Jalen Hurts was smart. He cashed in this past offseason, coming off an MVP quality season where he outplayed, even though he lost Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. And now there's legitimately people, and it's the stupid flavor of the week that we do in terms of football, that coming off that performance up against the Seahawks where he had the two interceptions, now people are asking the question, after all offseason, Jalen Hurts is a stud. When they were 10-1, oh, Jalen Hurts is a stud. To now, is Jalen Hurts worth the money that they gave him? 
And it's a never-ending merry-go-round or roller coaster ride of emotions where until you deliver that team the Lombardi Trophy or until you consistently show for three, four, five years that you're a top-five quarterback, it is the most scrutinized and the most difficult conversation to have is should you pay the quarterback and then is the quarterback worth the money? And like I look at Tua, Tua would be an absolute fool with after this year, one year left on his contract, it's a fifth-year option to not cash in this offseason. Because I would challenge the Dolphins. You don't want to pay me? I'll remember it. You know, I'll keep receipts. And I'll, the price is only going to go up from here. And that's the other part, too. If you think you have the guy, you almost have to rush to pay him because the price only goes up astronomically each and every year because once one of these good quarterbacks gets great money, it opens up the pool to people to sit at and go take a swim in and say, okay, they're worth that money as well. And for Tua, now he's healthy. You know, for the most part, he's been healthy this season. Like, knock on wood, I hope he remains healthy the rest of the season. And he's playing good football. He's not playing elite football. He's not a quarterback that I think wins a Super Bowl this year. But look how long it's taken Miami to find the guy that they like. Just like. Not even love. Since Dan Marino left them. It's been forever. Like, look at the Bills. Look how long it took them for someone to love once Jim Kelly called it quits. Like, we're talking from the 90s, right, to now the year of 2023, the late 90s to 2023. It takes a long time. So I'm not saying that you have to be head over heels in love with the quarterback, but if you like that quarterback, you know what life is like when you don't have a quarterback that you even like. And we could go through the names and we could do an entire show of people that have quarterbacked the Miami Dolphins through the last 20 years. So Tua is going to cash in this offseason. But let me make it clear, when Tua cashes in, I'm not expecting the Dolphins to win a Super Bowl with him. I'm not expecting him to be a top five quarterback in the league. I'm not expecting him to be an elite quarterback, but he's going to get paid like one. And he would absolutely be foolish with his agent and his team to not get a deal done this offseason because guess what? You have a concussion next year. It starts this debate once again. Can you trust Tua Tunga-Vailoa? Right now, the Dolphins can trust Tua Tunga-Vailoa. Right now, he has a coach in Mike McDaniel that loves coaching and supporting Tua Tunga-Vailoa. And remember, the last coach that was there, Brian Flores, couldn't stand him. The GM, though, Chris Greer, he loves him. So if you have a GM and a head coach that loves the quarterback and the quarterback's going to go to them this offseason and say, I want to get paid like a top quarterback in the league, they're not going to say no. And they're going to give him, what, a four or five-year deal, pay him, what, 45, 40-something million dollars a year, whatever the going rate is, if not north of that. And it's going to be a contract where people are going to say, it's not worth it. But what are you going to do? Where else are you going to go? And like Miami is an attractive destination. But the last two, three off-seasons, we've had a ton of quarterback movement. So I don't expect there to be a name that becomes available via trade that you go, okay, that's an upgrade from Tua. And you're too good to get a quarterback in the draft, and then that's a big-time gamble from what you already have, knowing you have a good quarterback. So yes, Tua's going to get a big-time extension this off-season. But I think we need to 
readjust our expectations in the not just Tua, but the entire market and have that conversation of, yes, there are guys that get these ridiculous big-time contracts, and I'll never expect them to win a Super Bowl with their current team. And I look at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a good team. And sometimes the good teams end up winning the Super Bowl. But I don't think the Dolphins, when I look at them, are a team that are anything more than you win the AFC East here and there and you win a playoff game or two. I don't trust the Dolphins to get to a Super Bowl with Tua Tunga-Vailoa. And we don't know how many more years Tyree Kill's going to play. And Tyree Kill is essential to what Tua does. And fair or not, the lasting image so far that I have, and that's why this game against the Cowboys is enormous this weekend, to try to change that conversation. But the lasting image I have of Tua in what's been a positive year, an enjoyable year watching Tua, is that game in Germany and the back-to-back plays up against Kansas City. The severe underthrow and then fumbling the snap. Fair or not, when I think of Tua this year, those are the first three things out of my mouth. He's healthy, he's having a good season, but... That ending against Kansas City in Germany was very alarming. By the way, Tua's going to do it. Tua did speak to the media, and I'm laughing here because he tries to say that he doesn't care what the doubters and what the haters say. And I don't consider myself a Tua hater. I know some people may listen to the last 12, 10 minutes of the show and go, oh, Zach, you're being really critical on Tua. No, I'm just saying he's good. I'm not saying he's great. And heck, I picked the Dolphins to win the AFC East before the season started. So there is some belief that I have in Tua, but I don't have the 100% I'm all in on Tua Tunga-Vailoa as my starting quarterback. But Tua was not happy with people that had been doubting on him, and he rips his haters. I keep saying everyone wants to make this about me, about Tyreek. Like, please, keep pushing it to Tyreek. Like, make it about Tyreek. I understand that my platform and who I am in this league as a quarterback makes me, if you want, polarizing, whether I'm the best, whether I'm the worst, like <laughs> I could care less. Like I don't listen to it. This is my bearer of bad news and Nolan. <laughs> I hate to say that, but that's my bearer of bad news. If anyone has something to, if, if anyone has something bad to say about me, but at the end of the day, like I, I really don't care, but if she does share it with me, I keep receipts. We all we all have 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 a way of how we do things, but all the narratives about it, I am yeah sure. I am only good with Tyreekin. I that you're right. I am that is the only time I am at my best. You're right. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I I I, <laughs> I could care less about it. Like sure, uh, if Jalen and those guys are not like I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be. That's what the narrative needs to be, and we're able to win games, and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player, if that's what you want. Like, I don't care. Like, I really don't. So whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, take clips out, out of what I just said. Do what you need to do. Like, that. I'm just here to do my job, and my job is to help our guys win. That will be perceived one or two ways. The Miami Dolphin fan, the Tua fan, We'll say, yeah, our quarterback's basically telling all these dopes to bleep off. And if that's the way you want to view it, I think that's your blind loyalty and blind trust to Tua. But I think most people hear that audio and they have concerns now about Tua. Like, I think Tua's a really good quarterback. I don't think Tua's elite. I don't think Tua is a great top five quarterback in this league. I don't think you win a Super Bowl with Tua Tunga-Vailoa. But after going off 
for over a minute and telling us multiple times, you don't listen to people that doubt you, but then you keep receipts so you are listening to what people say about you that are criticizing you. And you clearly displayed in that minute audio that you are sensitive to people saying, well, he's nothing without Tyreek or he's nothing without Jalen Waddle. He's only as good as far as Raheem Mostert takes them. Like there's one thing in not caring who gets the praise, but then there's another thing when you verbalize that and go on this rant for over a minute that it clearly does affect you and it clearly does get to you in some capacity. And when I hear Tua respond to that, if you truly didn't care, do what Tom Brady, do what Bill Belichick have done for over 20 years. Give the media nothing at the podium. Give the fans nothing at the podium. And even though that audio clip was awesome and it was fun to listen to, it just screams to me as someone that is getting affected by the outside noise. And that even though it may not show up on the field necessarily, it is in his head. And he's spending too much time thinking about it that you're addressing this at a press conference. I don't know if questions are asked. I get that. And you're responding to the questions. But there is still a way to respond to the question and give the media and give the fans nothing. And quite frankly, I thought that was a bad look for Tua. And it just gives people more ammunition to kind of doubt him because maybe there's some confidence issues with Tua on his own when he hears this perception about him, and if he truly didn't care, he just wouldn't even address it. Like, when people say things about me or about other people, and you disagree with it, yeah, you may fire back here or there, you know, have a witty response, but when you go on over a minute and dissect every part of the argument, clearly you spend too much time thinking about it. You know, I'm okay with using some negative fuel as motivation, some fuel to your fire, But to verbalize that and go through each individual aspect of it, it seems like those conversations as of late regarding Tua are impacting him in some capacity. And this isn't the week to do the victory tour. Your team a week ago choked with the 14-point lead with three minutes remaining. And just because you bounced back without Tyreek against the lousy Jets, now you're going to go take a victory lap? Like, the Dolphins really haven't defeated a good team this year. And they'll have two opportunities to do that in the next, well, three opportunities in the next three weeks with their three opponents on the schedule. But now, and I've been someone saying, win the AFC East. Like, that was my goal before the start of the year for the Dolphins. I thought they would do that. But if you don't get to the second round of the playoffs after that whole rant, I actually think you look back at the Dolphins and you're like, eh, you still have some questions left on them for the rest of the way and moving forward. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. How do you view Tua Tungavailoa as a quarterback? The way I view him is a good quarterback, but not someone that can be trusted as a great quarterback. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Danny Cannell will join us at the top of the hour. Kalen DeBoer, who's getting ready for a college football playoff game against Texas, the head coach of the Washington Huskies, will join us at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. But when we come on back, Deion Sanders, a little Coach Prime talk reacting to where his recruits did rank nationally and has the luster of Colorado football and Coach Prime have fallen off. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You can stream the NFL and Muscle One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Muscle One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Muscle One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Uh, So Coach Prime in Colorado. I am a fan. Full disclosure, I'm rooting for Coach Prime. I want to see Coach Prime do well. When he was at Jackson State, when people said he's not deserving of getting a big-time job or the next step up, I was like, why? Like, why not? There's so many programs that have no sizzle, no juice, and they hire guys and they bring nothing to the program and they're there for three years and then they fail. So for Coach Prime, at least you know you're going to get unprecedented attention and you are going to put your program in the spotlight even if it doesn't correlate to wins on the field. And I would rather be talked about and be bad than not be talked about, and be bad. You know, that's just me. Sometimes uh, there, there are, there's publicity where people could say, oh, there's bad publicity. I don't know if I necessarily agree about that, where there's something as bad publicity. I think when you're trying to build up a football program, all publicity is good publicity. But I will point out with Colorado, where the hype got through the first three, four weeks It just totally blew the roof off of any fair expectations. Like, I remember filling in on this show in the summer before they were like, oh, we're going to make it Zach's show. And I had a conversation with Samter when I was filling in. And Samter was on an island, and he usually is on an island. He'll have some zany takes. And Samter's very passionate, and he backs up his takes. But Samter had a take of it would be a disappointment if Colorado wasn't a seven or eight win program. And I was like, pump the brakes. Because I went through their schedule and I looked at their roster and I examined their roster. My biggest problem was 
I didn't think they were built well enough in the trenches. And you even saw it in a victory up against TCU. Had a bunch of changes, but we're in the national championship game. Even though Colorado beat TCU, you looked at them and you were like, hmm, they're not built great up front. But you have the star power of Shador Sanders, who is now coming back to Colorado, and I ultimately believe he'll be a first-round pick in the NFL. And you had one of the more incredible talents in the sport in Travis Hunter, who if it wasn't for an injury, and I know he ended up coming back and Colorado still couldn't win games, but it did stop the momentum of what Colorado was doing. And even though you could directly probably correlate it to the team just getting tougher that they were playing, not having Travis Hunter for a stretch was enormous because he makes up a big portion of that team because not only did you have to replace his production on the offensive side of the ball, probably more importantly, you had to replace his production on the defensive side of the ball. So Colorado winning early against TCU and then following it up with the victory against Nebraska. And then, even though they beat Colorado State, it wasn't by big-time fashion. You had to, to come on back, the overtime, all that stuff. It got to a level where expectations were changed and expectations were altered. Where I think most people were in my camp of four or five wins would have been a really successful season. And then it was like, uh-oh, four or five wins when you start the year off 3-0 and would not have been good enough. And they didn't make a bowl game. They had that terrible choke to Stanford as well. And they were a bad football team down the stretch. And you saw their weaknesses exposed up front. So Colorado, in this last recruiting class, I was going to be fascinated to see where the numbers were going to be. And at first, you hear all these offensive linemen that they acquired. Like, there was a stretch last week. It was like five or six offensive linemen committed to Colorado. And it was like, wow, you know, good for Coach Prime. You get a lot of these guys to transfer over to your school, take advantage of the transfer portal, some coming right out of high school and all that, and you get what is going to be look like a total remake of your offensive line. And everyone knew that was going to happen, that Dion was going to hit the transfer portal or was going to hit the recruiting trail hard to go get offensive linemen. Because remember when he got the job? He walked right into the team of the guys that were on the team the year before when they won one game, and he goes, I'm bringing my own luggage, and if you're not someone that is committed to this program, and if you don't show me something, you'll be out. And we'll show you the door. And we'll make you quit, and we'll make you leave. So this idea that Dion wasn't going to bring new players in this offseason and wasn't going to try to totally revamp an offensive line that got his son hurt and also was a big reason why they didn't do more than what they were expected to once they got off to that 3-0 start, it would be asinine. Like, it would be the definition of insanity is to repeat the same thing over and over again and expect anything to, to change. Like, so you needed to make some changes and also operate in the current landscape of the sport. But what we were sold a week ago, and maybe what we were sold in Colorado early into the season, it's now changed as we saw earlier into the season towards the end of the season. And just what we were told in the recruiting world a week ago up until the other day when it was early National Signing Day. Because Colorado ranked 99th in recruiting. With how much we talked about Colorado for the first two months of the college football season and how many guys ended up flipping or how many guys ended up not going there, that's disappointing to be ranked 99th in recruiting. 
And Matthew Bedford, who was supposed to be a big coup for them in the transfer portal, he elected to go to Colorado, say he was going to Colorado, and then he flipped to Oregon. And right now, another big uh, name for them as well, Jordan Seaton, it was looking like he was a lock. I think he was on uh, Fox just like two weeks ago. I, I believe that was the kid that, that we were talking about where he was on Fox just two weeks ago with Skip Bayless and um, Michael Irvin and, and and whoever's on the new show now. You can't keep up with some of this stuff. And and to be honest, I don't really watch the show anyway, but I just saw the clip and he put on a Colorado hat and he said he's going to Colorado. And now he did not commit to Colorado officially. And there's rumors that he's going to be going somewhere else. There's some rumors that he may be joining Dylan Riola with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So Colorado will be better up front next year. You can't get worse. But the total turnaround that we thought was going to be coming from a week or two ago doesn't seem like they're going to get all those guys that they thought they were going to get. So I'll ask this simple question. Has the luster of Coach Prime fallen off? Has it worn off? Like, we'll still talk about Colorado next year. Coach Prime is always going to bring buzz, attention, and news. But is this going to be translated into wins? And even though they got four wins on the season, and going into the year, if you would have told me they got that, I would say, yeah, that's a successful season because that's what I expected. But them getting off to a 3-0 start, it's almost as if it hurt them because after that, they were never able to find that magic and get three more wins on the season. Because once you start off 3-0, and and you're not even in October yet, you should be able to get to a bowl game. But they weren't able to. And before the year, I had no expectation of them going to a bowl game. But now in year number two, I'm not going to sit here and be ridiculous and say with them going to the Big 12 that they need to be in the college football playoff even though it's expanding to 12 teams. Like, that's an insane argument. Anyone expecting that is crazy. But if they don't get a bowl game next year, to a bowl game, then I do believe that we're going to look at what Coach Prime is doing at Colorado. Sure, they made a ton of money. Sure, they got a lot of fans in the seats. Sure, he's brought more attention to that program that they've ever had in the last 20 years. But what is it turning out to be? And next year, I can't say without a doubt, even though they bring back Shador, they bring back Shiloh, they bring back Travis Hunter, who are three enormous players in the sport. Until I see what that offensive and defensive line looks like, I can't sit here and tell you I fully expect them to go to a bowl game. But if they don't go to a bowl game, what progress are you making? You know, there's ways to make progress financially. But on the field, I eventually need to see the results in terms of wins and losses. And they open up the season against North Dakota State. I think some people say, oh, that's a cupcake. They're not a cupcake. Then they're in Lincoln up against Nebraska, a team they beat last year. But look at the way that we talked about Nebraska after they lost to Colorado to where we talked about them now with the job Matt Rule has done on the recruiting trail. Then you're at Colorado State. You're at Arizona, who had a good season this year. You play Utah. You play Baylor. You play Oklahoma State. You play Kansas State, Cincinnati, at Kansas, at Texas, and then at UCF. And we don't have the dates of those schedules uh, of those opponents other than the first three. But that's the schedule. And without knowing what the offensive line looks like and how the offensive line is going to play and how they're going to get after the quarterback, I can't just say, yeah, they're going to get the six wins. Because even when they were leading games last year, 
they were not able to close them out. They had that enormous lead against Stanford. It was like 28, 29, nothing at one point. And they couldn't find a way to get it done. So Colorado took a big step last year. It didn't end the way that they wanted to. But now next year, I think we could have that conversation. You know, was this past year a success or was it a failure? And I do lean more successful. But it is disappointing. It does leave a sour taste in your mouth when you start 3-0 and you can't find a way to go to a, uh, to go to a bowl game. And I kind of related to Billy Napier, his first year at Florida. That first game with Anthony Richardson as quarterback, they, they played Utah. And I remember saying this to Hickey. I said, it's probably better if they have a close game and they lose. And this is with Florida, right, that has tradition and, and all of that. But you win that game, people are going to call you the savior. And they won that game, and then the rest of the season was pretty disappointing. And the rest of Billy Napier's tenure so far has been disappointing. So, yes, sometimes it's weird because you don't want to punt on wins. But sometimes when you win early, it takes the expectations to a level that turn out to just get too far away that you can't end up meeting. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Joe in Houston next up on CBS Sports Radio. Joe, what's happening? Hey, man, thank you for taking my call. Uh, uh, I'm listening to you, brother. You talking about Dion. Let me tell you, man, Dion, for what he came into, man, Mm -hmm. Dion, you, you got to give him a lot of credit, man. They, when did uh, I not give him credit? I'm a Dion fan. I, I, I know. I mean, I'm just saying. But for one, I mean, you 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 were insinuating you were like, uh, I mean, you know, are they going? Can they win more? I mean, four wins. I mean, from what they came from. I mean, it's that's, an improvement. But when you start out three and zero, it does leave a bitter taste in your mouth. Right. It, it, it does. And then uh, another thing too with that with Dion in that situation right there. A lot of the time when I'm looking at the game, I'm just like, whoa. Why are all these reps? I wouldn't have had all those distractions around my program. I know it was kind of trendy. They were trending and all that stuff like that. But me, but I that's what Dion brings. Like, Dion makes it an event. Dion makes it an attraction because that's the way that he knows how to do it. And it's worked out very well for him as a player and then also as a coach so far. That's <laughs> you, you, you can't bring Dion in as your coach and then get annoyed at the hoopla and the excitement that comes with it. I'm not saying I was annoyed, but, but I mean, it was just like me. I would have kind of toned it down a little bit. Now, going into the Big 12, mm-hmm. I think they will win. Mm, I'm looking at probably about seven or eight games, maybe. And when he, when, once he started getting those recruits in there, man, I think he's going to turn that program around. He's already brought a huge financial impact to the program. So, yeah. with that being said, I mean, it's, it's just he can only go up from here. If, if they I'm get saying. seven or eight wins next year, Joe, I think people would be doing cartwheels in the streets. Like, I can't do a cartwheel. I can't do a backflip. But <laughs> you end up doing seven or eight wins next year, uh, maybe we'll try to do cartwheels or, or something like that. And then I'll probably have to go to the hospital because I'll break my neck. Seven wins would be remarkable next year. First year in the Big 12. I know they played in a very tough Pac-12 this year. The Pac-12 has been in the Big 12. But seven or eight wins going to the Big 12 and to take that jump from four to seven or four to eight Still not knowing what this offensive line would be, that would be remarkable. And I would love to see it, but I, I just don't expect it. You know, I think if they just get to six next year, that would be a really damn good achievement. Zach Gelb here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back with a Zach Gelb Show PSA on a Thursday. But first up with the latest CBS Sports Radio update, here is El Capitan, Marco Belletti. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This portion of the show is brought to you by NHTSA. Whether you get pulled over or get into a crash, drinking and driving will change your whole world. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. We'll get to a Zach Gelb show PSA momentarily. But first, let me take Adrian and Marilyn, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Yo, Adrian, what's happening, my man? Yo, Zach, what's going on, buddy? Nothing hey, much. Doing great. on Dion. Yeah, go ahead. Here's my thought on Dion. Um, let's see. You know, all the, all that bringing the the, the 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 stars to the game and all that stuff is fine and dandy, but that doesn't win games. I, like I told the producer here, you got you got to recruit and develop linemen. You can't go to the portal and get those guys because those guys take three or four years to get going. Uh, you can go to the portal and get uh, wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, defensive backs, but to be in the trenches and stuff and win the game in the trenches – you got to go recruit them, and then you got to develop them, which I don't think Dion can do that. Well, I, I don't know if he can't do it because you've seen players, you know, from Jackson State that had a lot of success under the tutelage of, of one uh, Coach Prime. But I would agree with the point that Adrian made, and my preference would be the natural recruiting and getting guys in from high school and developing them in your program, but. Now in an, in an era of the transfer portal where you get that one free transfer, if someone doesn't want to go along with your process and they don't think they're on the field as soon as they should be or they get some tough coaching that's going to propel them to eventually become a good player in a year or two from now and they don't like it, they can just get up and leave. So it is tough, but in an ideal way, I would still recruit naturally first and then use the transfer portal as an added benefit or as a bonus. Where, yeah, you need to go get a speedy wide receiver, you can. You know, some years you have a really good team and you just need a quarterback. Go get a quarterback in the transfer portal. So the transfer portal is good, but I think it should be used for a lot of coaches and added luxury. And still, you're going to get most of your players and have most of your success with the players that you're bringing in and developing. But if you're a coach that's just using a school as a stepping stone and you only need, like, minimal success to go get the next job, then, yeah, maybe the transfer portal is more beneficial. All right, it is a Thursday. Let's get to a Zach Gelb Show PSI. It's a Thursday. What do you have to say? It's the weekly Zach Gelb Show PSA. Who's with me? Let's go. Come on. Hey. 
Alrighty, my PSA is about asking etiquette. So it's very simple. Like, we get a nice promotion around here. I get a nice promotion. I hear from people that some of them, I don't even know who they are. And they're like, oh, congratulations, Zach. So happy for you. You deserve this promotion. I'm like, oh, great. Thank you. Appreciate you reaching out. And then right away, there's a few people that go, hey, by the way, if you're hiring, I'm definitely interested. Or, oh, I would love to join the show in some capacity. Like, the announcement isn't even 24 hours old yet. Can we just calm down a little bit? And then... You know, this time of the year, I like to take care of the people that, you know, help us out here at CBS Sports Radio. Whether it's behind the scenes in the uh, digital world, whether it's the people that clean the office here. You know, I'm taking our guys out tonight. We're having a nice uh, show dinner. It's going to be fun. But then there's some people that I don't even know work in this office. And all of a sudden, they, like, come up to you. And they're like, happy holidays. And you get that vibe that they're just kind of saying happy holidays to you to kind of hope that you end up giving them some holiday tip when you never encounter them. So I think there is an asking etiquette. And my PSA would be, if you're reaching out to someone to congratulate someone, or you want a Christmas tip or something, just be genuine about it. And you have to put some work in, in order to get what you want. When I haven't talked to you in six years, and then you're begging me for a job or something like that, you know, like, what the heck are we doing? I don't even know who you are. So that's my etiquette. It could sound a little bit douchey. Uh, but that's my PSA. I think there's some asking etiquette, and you need to know how to just play the game. All righty, Samter, what do you got? Now, that makes sense. There's a lot of people around here. I mean, listen, you know, it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. And I think a lot of people try to network. They just don't know how to. Yeah, it's and a like, big problem. Six years going by is a little bit too long of a time before you can ask somebody something. Like, if I don't have your number saved, and you just say, hey, what's up? And you expect me to know your I'm like... Uh, like, who is this? I have to use that lame excuse of, oh, I got a new phone. Like, who is this when I haven't got a new phone in three years? <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here? It's and, just wild. And even when you get a new phone, your numbers transfer over. So that doesn't even work By anymore. By the way, I need a new phone. So I have this case on my phone. I didn't realize the back. I took it off yesterday. Totally cracked the back of my phone. Look at, like, Stu and Samter's face. Their jaw just dropped. I didn't even know that was a thing. That this, I, I took my phone case off yesterday for some reason, and I looked at the back, and I was like, oh, my goodness gracious, the entire back of my phone is cracked. Yeah, but you know what, though, as long as it doesn't impact performance, you know, you might as well just stick with it, right? <laughs> you, gotta you, got a, you got a case on it. You're not even going to notice it. You're not going to see it. It's yeah. not going to impact you in any way. But now it annoys me mentally. All right, what's your PSA? So my PSA has to do with just uh, uh, rude people when it comes to parking, oh. right? When somebody's in a spot, and you pull up, and you're like, all right, well, this guy's about to get out of a spot whether you're in a parking lot or on the street, and they see you pull up, and they know that you're waiting for their spot, and they take their damn sweet-ass time to get out. It's like, listen, I understand you got stuff to do, but buckle that seatbelt, turn the ignition, and get the hell out so I can park the car. There's nothing more annoying than sitting there just waiting while someone's <laughs> dilly-daddling, like checking their phone and I'm one of those calling people. somebody. Oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> and then sometimes you see the person who, like, they see you. They can tell you're getting impatient. Yeah. So they take longer intentionally because they want to piss you off. Drives me <laughs> crazy. Get out of the spot. So I'm not that person, but I still, like, whenever I'm driving and someone is, like, right up next to my car, I still do my routine as I would do. Make sure my music is ready to go, connected to Bluetooth. You know, check my mirrors and all that. I'm not rushing just because you're rushing uh, and you're making me feel uncomfortable. You should. You uh, should. Well, we'll agree to disagree on that. Stu, what do you got? Uh, my PSA is department stores. Uh, huh. 
I guess this is sort of a me problem because I waited till last night to go to the mall to do a little last-minute Christmas shopping uh, uh, at night after the show. So Stu forgot to get his girlfriend a gift. That's no, I was I with her. This, this is a few other. Oh, okay. These are a few other bit, bits and bobs. Yeah. Um, but we are at a department store. It's getting close to when it's closing, around 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And there is a line of people, about 15 people deep, and there's only one singular register open oh, in the, the whole department store that has three floors. I, I just like, how is that possible? Just We're paying so much for all this stuff we buy. Hire more people to work. It's a great PSA. I was in my grocery store last night with the schedule change. Like Usually I would go during the day, but now I go after work. There was a line of 15 people at the grocery store. They have four registers. Only one person was working. And I'm not someone, when I go to the grocery store, I don't take a shopping cart. I don't take one of those bins. I just think I could hold everything. So I'm standing there with my blueberries, my strawberries, my protein powder. I, I have uh, the chicken sausage, the couscous, That's the on eggs. you, man. What grocery store are you at that doesn't have like a self-checkout lane or a mobile checkout lane? Yeah, well, people don't like my, my grocery store choice. I go to Gristidi's. People, like, they go, how do you not go to Whole Foods? How do you not go to, to Trader Joe's? Because that's, like, I guess an old-person grocery store. Gracidi's works well for me. Just I wasn't I wasn't happy with the lack of uh, customer service. By the way, real quick, a great last-second gift, if you have no time left. Next day or same-day CVS photo printing. You ah. get a bunch of really cool personalized stuff in 24 hours' notice. Danny Cannell joins us next at Kelch CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.